Hi, I'm Siobhan Hunt, and this is Kindling Conversation, a Kindling Kids radio podcast. Just a quick note before we get into the next episode. If you haven't already, I'd love you to rate and review Kindling Conversation wherever you get your podcasts, or if you enjoy the episode, share it with your friends. All right, thank you, and on with the show. Being a parent, as we all know, comes with its challenges. But one of the hardest things for me, and I'm going to be completely honest here, and it's something I struggle with nearly every day, is the fact that my husband and I have very different parenting styles. Or let's just say different parenting styles. He thinks I'm too soft, I'm a pushover, I think he can be a bit too aggressive and shouty. Does this sound familiar to you? I don't think I'm alone, but I do find it really uncomfortable. Dr. Justin Coulson is the author of many parenting books. His latest is 10 Things Every Parent Needs to Know, Positive Solutions for Everyday Parenting Challenges. And this is certainly one. And thank goodness, Justin dedicates a whole chapter to parenting on the same page. Hi, Justin. How are you? Hi, Siobhan. You know, he's probably right and you're probably wrong. Or maybe... (laughs) Maybe you're right and he's wrong, but one of you is definitely right. <laughs> yeah, that's a problem, isn't it? <laughs> and this is where it gets so hard, right? Because and we, we have this massive conflict over, we, we love each other. You know, we're, we're partners in raising these children. And, and even if the relationship is no longer together, we have loved each other and we have this child and we our intention is good, right? We want to raise this child the right way. And all of a sudden we're fighting about everything. And, you know, whether it's whether it's with a newborn baby, you know, do we sleep train or no, we've got to keep the baby close to us. Well, not sleeping in my room. Yes, the baby's got to sleep next to us all the way through to adolescence where I see families fall apart. These parents have been together for 20 years and yet they've suddenly got this 17 year old who is asserting some really serious autonomy. And these parents who are so committed to each other are suddenly looking at one another and saying, we're not on the same page. How is our marriage going to survive this teenager? And I sometimes have to say, I don't even know how it survives the younger years because, I mean, is it a common thing that you see, Justin, that parents are worried that they have different approaches to raising their kids? It's not insurmountable, but it's something that people feel is insurmountable. You know, families look at this and say, if we're not perfectly aligned, if we don't completely agree with one another, this just can't work. And usually it's the mum who's demanding that the dad change his ways. Um, I I got in trouble the other day. I did an interview with a major uh, national news network, and I used the stereotype that mum wants to be kind and compassionate and dad wants to be tough love. You've got to toughen them up discipline, authoritarian. And and the the person who was interviewing me said, oh, come on, I think, you know, it's 2018. Dads aren't like that anymore. <laughs> and, and I said, well, you know, some dads aren't. And I'm so grateful that we have improved. But the majority of parents who come to me, unfortunately, still fit the stereotype. And if it's not that, it's something else, which causes this misalignment. It creates this conflict. And all of a sudden, as a family, we're sort of saying, this isn't you're not the guy that I married, or you know, this is not the sort of father you're going to be, or you're not the wife, you're not the, you're not the mother that I thought that you would be. And gee, it makes for some 
really awkward and 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 frankly horrible times. Yeah, it's hard to imagine the future when you're navigating a life with small children if you can't agree on parenting at that point. Um, so it, it becomes a consistent area, area for conflict. And what I liked about your book is that when I read the chapter Parenting on the Same Page, I thought, oh, well, this isn't for me because we don't parent on the same page, so it, it's just not going to happen. But you actually dedicate most of that chapter to talking about how to make it work when you don't parent on the same page. So there's a lot of hope in that. I mean, let's just start from one point. Is it going to hurt our children if we don't have the same approach? No, I don't think it's going to hurt them, uh, but they do like consistency and they respond well to consistency. And I think that even if we can't be perfectly aligned, that we need to be able to come together to work out what's going to be a suitable, consistent approach with most things. And sometimes, you know, like in in my family, I'll speak personally for a second, Kylie and I have... uh, an agreement that if there's a significant challenge that we're dealing with, with dealing with with the children, wherever it's possible and practical, we'll have a quick timeout where we'll confer, and and it's a wonderful thing to do because while I might go in there and approach it a certain way, Kylie will do it a completely different way. And you know, I'm I'm, I'm the parenting expert. For goodness sakes, I know the right <laughs> way to do it. I've got six kids. I've written four or five books now. I've been teaching this stuff for years. I know what the answers are. And it's amazing how often we'll stop and we'll confer and I'll see things differently. And one of the best things about this is a little bit later in the book, I talk about discipline and how we need something better than punishment. And, and, and Kylie will just ask me a question. You know, if we do this, is it going to, is it going to help or is it going to hurt? Is it going to teach them or is it going to torment them? Uh, and we kind of look at the question and, when when we just take that moment out of the you know when we take the heat out of the moment when we stop and we talk to one another for 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 just a minute before one of us walks into the room or both of us uh, or you know or sometimes it's on the phone because I'm traveling or I'm at work or whatever uh, it just it changes the conversation that we have with our kids and even though we may have different approaches when we pause when we ask one another how are we going to deal with this it actually creates a level of alignment, even if our approaches were initially different. And it's a powerful, powerful thing. You know, and it might be that somebody says, and, and it's, it doesn't go like this in my home because we've got different strategies, but the standard parent strategy, you know, dad says, that's it. I'm taking his computer off him. He's not touching the iPad for a week. He's done. And 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 then if instead of walking in there all guns blazing, if, if he and mum sit down and say, I think that I need to take his device off him for a week. This is unacceptable. And mum says, well, if we take his device off him for a week, what's it going to do? Just stopping for that second and asking the question means that we're going to go in there differently. And it means that we might walk in there and say, mum and I have talked about it. We feel like we should take your device off you for a week because of what's going going on. How's that going to make things different for you? You know, and you, you, you just, I don't know, it changes the conversation. It's a powerful thing to do, to just have that quick, let's get on the same page before I go in there, or let's at least understand each other. 
You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Dr. Justin Coulson. He is the author of many parenting books, and the latest one is called 10 Things Every Parent Needs to Know, Positive Solutions for Everyday Parenting Challenges. And we're talking about parenting on the same page because I find that really difficult, and I'm being a bit selfish, but I also assume that other people have this problem. This is your therapy. Is this that, is my therapy. Right. Yeah, that's right. I'm, that's free. what I'm here. Okay. <laughs> I'll just get you on the show, Justin. You can sort out my problems. Another thing that I like about, I mean, there's lots to like about your book, Justin, so (laughs) I don't mean to preface everything with why I like it, but I just like having strategies and ways you can approach something that feels impossible, is looking at the bigger picture. So maybe not looking at the everyday things that drive you nuts, but having long-term goals. I think that's the way you put it. Yeah. I call this section, where are you going? So once again, when we're having this when we're having this conversation about trying to get some level of alignment and being on the same page, it can be really helpful to just step back and say, "All right, what are we really trying to achieve here? Are we trying to fix the problem in the here and now um, by whatever means necessary, or are we trying to grow a respectful, kind, compassionate human being? Because sometimes our approaches will be different." depending on whether we're looking at the short term or the long term. I I love the story of the farmer who's on this horse and the horse is just going a million miles an hour down the side of the road. And a couple of the, um, a couple of the farmer's employees, they see him racing along on this horse and they yell out to him as he, as he roars past on the horse, they say, where are you going? And he says, I don't know, ask the horse. (laughs) And sometimes our families are like that. Mm -hmm. The family is the horse and the family is just going full steam ahead in a particular direction. And we're hanging onto the back, bouncing along, (laughs) and, and, and we don't really know where it's going. And so when we stop and step back, again, that just helps us to get on the same page. Say to your husband, say to your wife, say to your partner, what are we really trying to achieve here? What sort of a child do we want? What kind of behaviors on our part will lead to that on their part? If I want to raise a child who is respectful, I need to treat them respectfully, even when they're disrespectful. And I've got to make sure that my focus in discipline around respect is respectful. Otherwise, I'm just going to teach them to be a bully because I'm being a bully. And that's not respectful for me and it's not helpful for them as a simple, you know, quick example. What if there are things that you you just can't let go of? So... um Let's just use shouting as an example or or responding in anger. So someone might argue, my kids need to... Well, let's not look at the arguments why. Let's just say it's one thing that you find really hard to accept about their parenting style. Do you have any tips on how you can either... um, accommodate that into the way you parent with your kids or just so it isn't always one of those things that provokes an argument with your partner or you know leads to more friction when you've already got the friction of what's happening with your kid this is a frustrating question uh, or, or, or let me rephrase that it's, it's a hard question to answer because when we marry a person or when we partner with a person what we're actually doing, and I'll use the term marry just because it's simpler, but it applies to all relationships uh, that are long-term like that. When we marry somebody, we marry a, a set of problems. <laughs> you know, when my wife married me, she married a set of problems. And you might not find them problematic, but she does. And somebody else, do you know what I mean? And and that's the same when I married her. I married a set of problems. Now, that's not a very nice way to speak about your long-term, you know, lifelong <laughs> companion, but, but that's essentially what's happened. And there are some things about them that will change and some won't. Research suggests that most of those things won't, which means that before we enter that long-term relationship, we need to choose our problems carefully. Um, 
if you're already in that relationship, it's too late. <laughs> it's like you're not helping, <laughs> not Justin. Not helping at all. <laughs> but, but simply knowing this can help us to recognize that, okay, when I married this person, uh, these were the problems that presented, or these are the problems that have now manifest, uh, shown up, um, and I just actually do need to accept. And there's some power in accepting. What the research also shows is that the more accepting we are of our partner, the more likely it is that they'll make changes. Whereas the more we try to change them and fix them, the more they'll resist. So to use that example of yelling, the more you try to change the yelling behavior, the less likely it is that the yelling behavior will change because the walls go up, the shovel comes out, the trench gets dug, and all of a sudden we're in trench warfare here. And every time you even mention raising a loud voice, you know what they do? They say, don't you tell me about <laughs> yelling. And, 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 and of course, if you ever happen to have that moment where you yell... Oh, that's oh, the end. Oh, boy. That's, that's it. So I think that there's a better approach. And, and it's, it's this. Number one, accept it. Number two, if your relationship is strong and stable enough where you can actually say, hey, can we have a chat about something? I don't know if it can change or not. You might not want to, but let's just explore. What we could then do is say, you know, I've been reading this book and it's been getting to me the whole yelling thing. I know we've talked about it before. Do you reckon we could do an experiment? Could we just try this week, and we'll only do it for a week, and I know that we'll probably make mistakes and we're not going to get it perfect, but instead of yelling just for a week, can we just do the let's speak softer experiment and see how the kids respond to that? And then at the end of the week, we can go back to normal if it hasn't worked, or we can just reassess and evaluate and, and, and see. Or you might say, um, so, so that's, that's one option. So you, you ask for permission to experiment. And if they say, no, this is stupid, I'm not doing it. Okay, that's fine. I just thought I'd ask. I still love you. Give us a hug. Come here, <laughs> give us a hug. Whatever, whatever we need to do. The, the other thing that we can do, which I think is also really interesting, and again, it comes down to having a good, strong relationship, is we might say, um, you know, we're doing a parenting audit on a Sunday morning. We're having an hour just talking about how the family's going, what's going well, what can improve, what can we focus on this week. Uh, I, I'm sure you do that in your family. I know we do it in mine. We, we have this conversation every week. Uh, let's name a couple of things that have gone well, one or two things that aren't going so well. What can we improve on this week? Just one or two things. And, and let's say yelling comes up. And I say, okay, well, what, what, what do you think? What, why is it not going well? What's the problem here? And, and you might do a little analysis where you say, what have you noticed happens in our home? Like, how do you feel when you yell? How do the kids feel? when you yell? How do the neighbors feel when they hear us yelling? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, and we get to just have a, a, a something of a logical, analytical conversation about it. What impact is this really having? Is the impact significant enough that it's worth considering an alternative? And if so, what would be a suitable alternative? And that's when you pick up a book like mine and you say, okay, I need an alternative to yelling, quick skim, find something. <laughs> and and, and you, you come up with you know, speak softer, uh, go to the person, look in their eyes, um, wait until you're actually connecting with each other before you start to speak. Even if they're upsetting you, even if they're fighting with their siblings, walk over to them, separate them, crouch down in front of them. You know, and you can walk through these strategies and say, how do you think that would feel? Why don't we experiment for a week? Let's give it a go. I love that you end things with practical tips, Justin. Thank you so much for coming in. Pleasure. Thanks, Siobhan. That's Dr. Justin Coulson. He is the author of 10 Things Every Parent Needs to Know, Positive Solutions for Everyday Parenting Challenges, and it is out now at every good bookstore and online. 
Get your child off screens and into their imagination as we explore how bubbles are made. What's in a sneeze? Achoo! And what's with the weather today? Professor Know-It-All knows. Hello, beanies. Hello. The The Beanies. A podcast just for kids. Subscribe now on iTunes or listen anytime on the Kindling app.